You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Hola. Hola. Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo está? Wow. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Cómo estás? Yes. Yes. Sí. You only know that. That's all I know. Muy bueno. Okay, that's probably getting offensive <laughs> to anyone that speaks Spanish. I am Alicia, the host. I'm, I'm Rich. The husband. The husband. Welcome to Bride Chiller, the podcast. Number... You're talking all over me. Sorry, I'm not a professional. <laughs> if you don't know who Rich is, obviously, I've just said he's my husband. Mm. You have featured on the show numerous times. Numerous. Nominal. And I'm really happy to have you back in the hot seat, Richard. It's great to be here. It is great to be here. We uh, had a bit of a laugh because recently we sent out... Oh, we like to laugh. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Recently we sent out a survey to our premium subscribers, those who have chosen to support the show by downloading uh, the app and becoming premium subscribers so they can access the back catalogue. Breathe, Alicia. 300,000 episodes. Of, it is 300,000, isn't it? Just yeah. 300. 300, 300. Remove a couple of zeros. Okay. So we sent, you know, when you subscribe, we send a welcome email and we also ask a question, which we would love everyone to answer, which is where you found us, where you discovered this show because it helps us figure out how to find more of you. Yeah, because we want to spread the word. The bright sure chiller do. word. You love Google AdWords. I do. You're obsessed. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out Facebook ads. It's like getting a whole nother uni. I thought university was tough. Tough. <laughs> this is harder. Jesus. So we sent out the survey and one of the questions is, should Rich appear more often on the podcast? Do you want more Rich? Yeah. And <laughs> everyone so far, bar two people. Two people. <laughs> Two people said no. And you took, like, it's so funny because I, we laugh so much because you're always like, oh, I don't ever want to be on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if people even want to hear me. I don't know if this is really what I should be doing. I'm an architect, which oh, you are. I want to take a nap. I'm tired. You just do all the work. And, <laughs> but then when they said they didn't want you, you were like heartbroken. Oh, devastated. They knew they they knew what the answer was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, you've had a tough. What we should do is yeah. we should just change that. That there's only one answer, just yes. Well, that wouldn't be very democratic, would it? No, but we're know, not really living in democratic times, so it's fine. It'd boost my self esteem. Yeah. Speaking of self esteem, we had a photo shoot uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. I'll bring this up. <laughs> Let's just discuss it because it's about couples. <laughs> yeah. So when Rich comes on the show, we usually do – today's going to be Q&A. Uh, we've got wonderful questions from you, but we usually try and do some couple stuff as well because we're a couple. We like to talk about shit that is relevant to us. Correct. And this is part of marriage. Let's just bring this out here. We had a photo shoot, which you might see some new branding. We've got some great new headshots, me sort of dicking around in a studio. We had lots of fun. And then a couple of t- – like just for a couple of minutes, the photographer, Aaron, who's fabulous, said – Rich, do you want to jump in and get some shots together? Hashtag more, more Rich. More Rick. <laughs> <laughs> and so you jumped in. We had some really fun photos together, yeah. which I will post today. Oh, will you? Well, under your guidance, yeah, which yeah, ones I, you approve. Yeah. <laughs> because you saw some of the photos. I saw a bald patch. And you're convinced you're now balding. I'm going bald. <laughs> I'm shedding hair. I'm which, constantly checking the drain. I know. You're obsessed now. <laughs> 
But you're not balding. You've got a lot of hair. I'm looking at it now. There's a lot going on there. I don't think you need to worry. From certain angles, it looks like I'm balding. Well, if you are, I will love you. <laughs> well, thanks. And we'll get you lots of hats. You can be a hat guy. I've started looking up ads for the Belgravia Centre. and Which are not subs- we, they have nothing to do with us. No, they are not sponsors of the show. Jeez, I wish they were. If, if you want to sponsor the show <laughs> and you're from the Belgravia, get in touch. Um, look, I, we've got lots to say. I would like to share a couple of iTunes reviews, which have made us laugh. But first, oh, yes. we, but first, I would like to hit. We're going to hit the ground running. Uh, okay. Our first voicemail. Voiced voicemail. <laughs> Straight into it. My name's Ellie. I live in London, and I've listened to the Bride Cheddar podcast since it was Save the Day. In fact, I think I've listened since episode two. Uh, I've been engaged for over 15 months and so it's been it's been a long time listening I feel so chill and so relaxed about planning this whole wedding thing that I'm like oh I'm not stressed at all this is wonderful but and here's where my question comes in I get married on the 14th of Jan 2018 so we are coming up to the one year countdown I've got this weird little countdown app on my phone which is You know, a little bit stress-inducing, but for the time being, easy to ignore. I wonder what your tips or Bridechiller community's tips are for the one-year countdown. We've booked our venue. We kind of have agreed on everything that we want in terms of flowers, food, dresses. It's just time to start putting the money down and start paying people. So, yeah, where to begin? Uh, Everything's planned. It's just a case of actually doing it now. So I'd love to hear your tips and uh, happy days. Oh, excuse all the lorries. They're really fucking annoying. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, London. (laughs) Fucking London. Pardon the lorries. Pardon the lorry. If you don't know what a lorry is, it's a big truck. Big truck. Um, Ellie, well done for being so organised. I think probably people are listening going, Jesus, she's got it all sorted and she's still a year out. I mean, it sounds like it's all pretty in hand. Yeah, I'm, I feel very proud that you are chill and yeah. thank you so much for your support listening for so long. Yeah, wonderful. That is bloody wonderful. But also, I do think, I mean, this is the hard times when you've got to start paying for stuff. Yeah. The money times can get frustrating. Yeah. So if you're that organised, it's great. So hopefully you've got a bit of your deposits all sorted out. You have started to, you know, budget and figure out when you're going to be paying for things. You could take some of the money you're going to pay for stuff. Is this real advice? Go absolutely. Go to casino. No, I don't and think put we put it all on red, and you could double your money. We're not advocating gambling on this program. I'm not advocating. I'm saying she sh- could think about it. I think this is very irresponsible, okay. and I do not endorse your opinions. You don't like casinos. If Bet Three Six Five offered to sponsor this, can show, you please but... stop mentioning companies <laughs> that we do not want to be associated with this podcast? <laughs> What's happened to you? All right, I'm fine. I'll strike them off the list. Jeez. Ellie, I'm very proud of you. I do think now it this, you know, especially the last six months of wedding planning really flies and that's when mm. things happen that you might not be ready for. I think even when you're really organised, you've always got to be a bit ninja and ready to uh, deflect. Ninja's a good word. Yeah, you've got to deflect. Nimble. Yeah, anything that might come up. But being that organised, I also think you've got to be a bit flexible because when you make decisions that far in advance, which obviously you're very happy with, you never know when things might change or situations might arise or your taste may change. Mm. And 
I think you need to just sort of keep an open mind if anything pops up that you're willing to be flexible with That's that. That's very good advice. Much better than mine. I mean, mine was pretty good. I don't like your advice on that one. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Alicia won, Rich Neil. True. But I do think you sound very organised and I'm very happy that you've got uh, another, look, good eight months chilling out with the Bride Chiller community. Yeah. And also, you know, jump on board if you are new to the show. The Facebook page is very active in conversations, and I know that a lot of people have asked similar sort of questions on the Facebook page. So It's a wonderful resource. Yeah, it really is. And people are very honest. Mm. It's non-bitchy. I don't want to say it's a safe place because we don't really... No. <sighs> that makes us sound like jerks. We're not saying we're just we're saying because I feel like safe places can sometimes be a bit like, hey everyone, don't have an opinion, don't hurt my feelings. Just but you know we also don't want assholes saying I don't think you should do that. We want you know you got to back up your opinions. That sounded a bit rough. It's fine. It's I'm going to move into opinions. Play some music. Play some. There's happy no music mu- on oh. this. Um, we received, and this is not to be, you know, what's shining a light on the Bride Chiller podcast and everyone's opinions about the show. Mm. But we are generally, and this is going to sound really... Are these... Is this the review? Yeah. So, <laughs> look, we have been blessed, hashtag blessed, and I think it's also because of the content. I'm just going to put it out there with very solid four- and five-star reviews. And I would like to say, if you do listen mm. and you enjoy the show... Yes. Please leave a review because it helps other people find the show in iTunes. Yeah, it's good. And I know I read reviews. I look at bloody Netflix and go, if it's a two-star thing on Netflix, yes. I'll only watch it to sort of hate watch. But um, I do think that it's important, you know, feed feedback and reviews on any sort of online site is really valuable. Think about Amazon. Gosh, I love reading Amazon reviews and TripAdvisor <laughs> reviews. Yeah. So it's really helpful to us if you have a moment to leave a review and even just rate the podcast. It's great. Someone did that. Uh, I won't – well, their name – this is what actually annoys me. They didn't put a real name in. It's like X It's X J Q P G. So they just mash the keyboard. They just mash the fucking keyboard. Okay. One star. <laughs> Out of how many? Five stars. Okay, yeah. And What's one good? is five is good. One is bad. Not so good. Yeah. My only one star review, and I don't want to think. Oh, Alicia's getting caught up on one star review, but I wouldn't share this if it didn't make us laugh. Well, I did it, get a bit caught up. It is You did get a bit caught up. It is very amusing. Well, I don't like to let people down, and I think if yeah. I could do something to improve, if it's something about the show that they didn't like, I would like to be able to take that criticism and turn it into something amazing. As all the performers and people that – shut up, just read it. Um, I took a break from listening, and then I came back two months later and found out that all older episodes have been deleted and are now required as a payment subscription in a new app. Disappointing, and will not continue to listen. (laughs) (laughs) One star. Do you see, I didn't mean to put that tone, but that's how I pictured (laughs) that reviewer writing that with that attitude. So, look, you are absolutely entitled to your opinion, and I welcome... All open opinions. I'm not Donald Trump. But I do think that was... I didn't need to be in <laughs> politics. But I do think that's unfortunate that they think that way because, uh, you know, I've put a lot of time and effort into, a lot of the, time and effort into the creation of the show and I'm, I appreciate that you might want to listen to the back catalogue and it's not a very expensive exercise to go and subscribe. But also, all the new episodes are still free. Yeah, they're, they're free. You I'm can not taking anything away from people. From now to the end of time, for free. 
to eternity. So thank you for the one-star review. It kicked me in the ass a little bit this week. and yeah, yeah. But it, also it made us really laugh. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks. Kisses. Another voicemail? Hi, Alicia. Long-time listener. First-time voicemail lever. Uh, although I have left you many, many messages, many of which you have addressed on your show so thank you for that um also i just have to brag a little bit about my best friend and maybe a little bit about me (laughs) uh dr Lindsay bira is my bff and is actually the officiant at my wedding so shut up that is amazing we love dr Lindsay bira almost as much as you do yeah yeah, Gillian uh, introduced, she sent me an email saying, I have a friend who might be great. And now Lindsay's our friend and we are so stoked to be connected to her. That is fantastic. I'm delighted, absolutely <laughs> delighted. So uh, if you haven't heard Dr. Lindsay Beera on the show, head to the show notes today and I'll put some links into the episodes. Some are, warning, in the back catalogue. That is true. But there are a few but of her are, episodes. They, she is really, really good. They yeah. are worth listening to. She's great. She's a psychologist. She's oh, a truth talker and someone that's very helpful. And uh, there are a couple of her episodes for freebies. I want to say that. Okay, good. Good. My question for you. I am from Texas. I am getting married in Italy. In America... I think there's just this flat 20% tip added on to every single vendor, uh, you know, for better or worse. That's just how it's done here, uh, or, you know, so I'm told. haven't gotten married here before. In Italy, I, you know, I've been there several times, and we've always been told you do not tip in restaurants. Uh, it's to the point where they, the waiter can find it offensive if you do tip. Um, I have a wedding planner who I've posed this question to, you know, do I tip the wedding vendors? And she wouldn't give me an answer. Basically, she said tipping should come from the heart. So it can't, she can't, you know, tell me either way. I'm like, okay, you know, copping out a little bit there. Uh, I need some guidance because I don't live in Europe and I don't know what's customary. You know, I I understand, you know, for her and my photographer, whom I love, I will probably tip them from the heart regardless of what the custom is. But for the other people, I just want to know, you know, what's proper so that I don't give too little and look like a jerk or give nothing and look like a complete asshole or give too much when I'm already, you know, shelling out lots and lots and lots of money for the wedding. Um... And, and she also mentioned that she tips at restaurants in Italy. So I don't know if this is a, um, a new trend. Uh, that's, you know, it's been 10 years since I've been there. So things could have very well changed in that amount of time. So I'm just wondering if you or any of the other bridechillas happen to know what's customary in Europe or Italy specifically. Thanks and happy days. Firstly... You said a very mannish then. <clears throat> Sorry, I was <clears throat> my uh, professional side coming out. <laughs> Firstly, uh, congrats on the Italian adventure. That's amazing. Oh, gel. And Lindsay Beera, Dr. Lindsay Beera is going to that Italian wedding. She's officiating Jeez. it. She's running the show. She's marrying them. Amazing. Amazing. So interesting. We love Italy and we've traveled to Italy quite 
quite a few times. Yep. Not to say we've... We've gone to Italy many times. We're going there on Wednesday. (laughs) We're not. Um, But (laughs) I will say definitely that tipping is not something that is expected in Italy. And really in a lot of European countries, it's just not a part of the culture. And I've I've never felt that the... I mean, I've heard the offence thing before. We've never been in the situation where, you know... We might leave if there's a if it's twenty euros uh, a note and there's eighteen euros in the bill. You might leave two on the table just to be polite, but yes, it's not yeah, like yeah. let's calculate eighteen percent or something. No, and uh, you're in luck because one of our good friends is Italian, got married in Italy last year, and I have just texted him <laughs> literally just now, and it's got the two little blue ticks. Yeah, so I know he's seen it. So he's just ignoring you. So he probably isn't that a good a friend. There are no... Oh! 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 Oh, no, actually. They will probably try to ask for at least 20 to 30% more compared to what they would ask to an Italian customer. Oh. Implicit tip. So I would try to negotiate a lot. <laughs> so he's saying... Classic that he, Stefano right I there. like Stefano's, like, you know, he doesn't take any shit. So he's saying that potentially... They might have upped the price already, or just that they would be adding a tip on themselves. I think that yeah, they might have gone. Ah, you're a foreigner. We might ask you twenty to thirty percent more. Oh. than a local. Right. Well, Gillian, that's saying basically, don't be giving them any tips because you might have been charged a bit more yes, anyway. Yes. Yes. In uh, as Stefano says, implicit tip. I would say from, you know, you're not getting married in Australia, but just I think when you travel to America and you realise as a foreigner that tipping is such a part of your um, consumerist situation, you know, if you're in a restaurant and a cafe, you know, that's you have to tip because that's the rules. Yeah. Whereas in Australia and I think in Europe as well, it, there's a higher wage, wage situation and then also tipping is a discretionary thing. It's certainly not. Yes, yeah, yeah. At it's all. Not expected. Expected. Not at all. So I think it's hard for Americans when they travel elsewhere to sometimes get their head around. And it's likewise with us traveling to yes, the States. Yeah, that you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, we've got to add you know, 20% yep. onto things, which we're not used to doing. So I think you're a very good person for thinking about that. But I also think, you know, potentially you might be charged a little extra. Yeah. Uh, so don't be don't be wasting your what money. What should I write back to Stefano? Thanks, Stefano. Thanks, mate. You're a legend. Yeah, good on you. Gee, I like knowing people with good oh. information. While Rich writes his text, uh, dunk, dunk. we're going to go to a quick break. I'll, I've got some more texts and stuff to yeah, write. Yeah, you just, you just yeah. handle your business and yeah. I'll handle mine. More I'm... after this. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Bride Chiller podcast. That's the most professional I've sounded in uh, 300 episodes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Today I'm joined by Rich, my lovely husband and uh, somewhat regular co-host. You haven't been on this year. Haven't I? No. I'm an occasional co-host. I feel like you'll be on a little bit more because we Do are... You? Yeah, Yeah, because we are travelling uh, on Friday. That's Actually, true. when this episode goes to air, we'll be in the mince, minced midst of um, a, a very brief trip to the USA to see my cousin, our cousin, Belinda, Belinda, who got married last year in Hawaii. It is her 30th birthday and she has invited us to celebrate. So we are going to do that with her. Bloody hell we are. And we're going to record an episode to hear her feedback on her wedding planning because we heard all the, the, the actual planning. So it'll be good to hear a little bit about 
the day. We may also catch up with, I think, Caitlin. Yes. Hear about her wedding in uh, Dominican Republic. Yeah. Was yeah. It? She just got married in, yes. in February. Who also shared, um, we had an episode recently where Caitlin uh, came on the show and she had had a very unfortunate relationship with a wedding planner. Yes. Um, and it turned quite sour and... There was some well, look. It was a really interesting story, but some some legal shit that went down. But this wedding planner had basically overpromised, completely underdelivered, had gotten quite hot right now. Um, mm, mm. Basically booked, you know, sixty percent more weddings than she could handle, and but was still taking people's money in the hope <laughs> that she could still somehow pull a rabbit out of a hat so it was really interesting to hear how her and her fiance sort of approached that situation and said look we're not very happy we're trying to plan a wedding in another country yeah and unfortunately you're not doing a very good job so we might hopefully catch up with caitlin and hear about her wedding and you can hear her episode in the back catalog as well (laughs) One star. Okay, next. I've got to let it go. Just I let promise it go. I let it go. You've got so many wonderful reviews. I do. I've hundreds, go. literally hundreds of five-star reviews. And people might be listening to this going, Alicia, it's very self-indulgent talking about the one-star review. But I want you to know it's just because I care. Next voice message. <laughs> Hi, Alicia. This is Kim. Um, I love the show. I just got engaged back in December. I proposed, by the way. Um, and I'm just starting planning now and your podcast has been like such a huge help. It's just like an extra dose of reality in a super fucked up industry. But, um, so I'm engaged to a woman and her family has come a really, really long way since we first started dating and her parents have even offered to help pay for some of the wedding, which was totally unexpected and super lovely. So now the only problem we're coming up against is my fiance really does not want to wear a dress. She hasn't worn one in a couple years and she has much more like masculine style, which her mother really does not like. And she's very vocal about that dislike. So as of now, her mom seems to think that we'll both be wearing dresses. So my fiance and I are just trying to figure out how to let her know the plan and have her be okay with it. So um, I'm super femme and I'm like not close with my mother. So if she wants the wedding dress trying on experience, like she's more than welcome to come with me and um, try on dresses. And as I record this, I'm in the middle of making a Pinterest board of like same sex wedding couples with one wearing a wedding dress and one wearing a suit. And then I can share it with her and she'll get the hint. Maybe Uh, we just don't really know what to do here. So any advice you have would be wonderful. Okay, thank you so much. Happy days. Oh, what a great message. Mm, thanks, thanks, Kim. That is, uh, that's a tricky one. It's tricky, but it's also you have figured it all out so well with the idea of just sort of easing your partner's mum into this idea that... I think that's the best strategy. Yeah, because sometimes I think look intergenerational issues, and we've talked about it a lot on the show, that sometimes parents get this vision of what they think things should be. And then you're like, listen, welcome to the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to 2017 or whenever you're listening to this. That, you know, things have evolved. Obviously, same-sex weddings have evolved hugely. Yeah. And a wedding day is about wearing, feeling as comfortable, wearing things that make you feel yeah. fucking fabulous. Yeah. 
And if your partner hasn't worn a dress in years, then why the hell would she wear a dress on her wedding day? Yeah. So I think you've absolutely approached this the right way. Absolutely, yeah. And I love the Pinterest board idea. If you can just ease her in going, look at these amazing couples. Yeah, who yeah. Who have their own style and reflect exactly how they want to be seen and how they want to feel. I mean, the day needs to be a reflection of you, not yeah. uh, someone else's vision of what they want you to be. I couldn't agree more, husband. Thank you. <laughs> and there are heaps of great female suit companies who do tailoring yes. for women um, out there now, and I think that specific, like that specific attention to detail, is really um, needed because women's bodies are very different to men's bodies. And looking at suits, you know, we got different bits. Different bits. That's uh, very biologically diff- correct. Correct. Right? We're different shapes. So I think that needs to be, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure your partner has ideas of what she wants to wear, but, you know, treat yourself, treat yourself to something um, sassy and yeah. fucking great. Look great. Kim, well done uh, in, in, you know, just easing into the mum and the mother-in-law stuff. And also I think her learning a little bit more about fashion and looking at what you know is not necessarily what the possibilities are yeah and not necessarily i mean and this is not just same sex couples this is everyone yeah. just saying you don't have to wear a bloody dress wear a yeah. suit god go, go carry bradshaw you don't know what reference that, that reference is i'm looking blankly at you she's from sex in the city yeah? sex in the city uh <laughs> movie when oh i'm just gonna The first one when the wedding didn't happen and then she had this big dress and then later on at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, when they get back together, they have a town hall wedding and she wears a really great white suit. Is this her and Big? Yep. Do you ever find out? It's John, isn't it? Is that his name? You do know the movie. I do not know the movie. I haven't seen the movie. We don't talk about Sex in the City too. It's when they go to Dubai or Abu Dhabi or somewhere. Somewhere. It's not great. I love that movie. (laughs) Hello, Alicia. My name is Mallory, and I'm from the United States. And um, I just want to call in uh, because I have a question uh, I'd like some advice on. Well, me and my fiancé, we decided to get married at an orchard. And the orchard is connected to, you know, a lodge. So, uh, and there was a really nice pavilion that looks over the orchard. And, um, so we'll get married in the pavilion and then we'll have the reception in the lodge. Well, when we went to visit, it was, it w- there was snow on the ground and we had decided that this is where we wanted to get married and have our reception. Well, I went back a couple weeks ago to take some pictures and pay the down payment and went to the ceremony site with the pavilion that looks over the beautiful orchard. And there is a giant water runoff ditch running right down the middle of the aisle where I would be walking. And I asked the lady that was with us, I said, what do, what do people really do about this, this ditch here? And she said, well, the brides usually just walk next to it. Well, that seems literally outrageous to me. Um, because I don't want a giant ditch in all of my pictures. Um, and not only was there a giant ditch, but there's also a pile of dirt where the water was running off through the ditch and taking the, the dirt down the hill 
uh, and making a little pile right where we would be standing in the pavilion. So um, she kind of acted like this was totally normal and that the brides just deal with it. Well, now I'm second guessing the location that we chose because it just seems ridiculous to me that I would be walking next to a ditch. Um, And not only was there, you know, the ditch and the pile of dirt, but there was also goose poop everywhere. So that's another thing that we didn't see because of the snow. So I just wanted to see what your suggestion was on uh, what exactly I should do about this little dilemma. Yes, we've paid the down payment, and um, now I'm second-guessing on getting married in a church and uh, just avoiding the whole ditch goose poop scenario. So if you could give me some advice, that would be awesome. And um, happy days. Oh, Mallory, we really giggled. (laughs) Oh, no. But not giggle. We just giggle. I love your attitude. And yeah. we were also just like, what the fuck is with these people? Not walking next to a ditch. <laughs> no. Why would you? It's ridiculous. Oh. It's- <laughs> <laughs> she just moved, she just, just moved straight on. Dad joke. Um, look, I think it's completely unreasonable. I think when you see a venue and you have a conversation and things money is paid when you see yeah. a venue in a certain light yeah and then you see it in another light a la you have snow on the ground you don't see the ditch or the, the goose poop goose poop what a great hashtag oh my god um you know to me that is unreasonable neither of us are lawyers i just want to disclose that <laughs> but we are both we are good heads on our shoulders which is definitely in court, that stands up. Yeah, that stands up. But I do think you have grounds if you were considering not getting married at that venue, which I'm not saying this is the solution. I feel like yes. you would have grounds to say, well, we were sold the venue. Under- False advertising. Yeah, in different circumstances, and we're not very impressed with your your solutions, which seem like no solutions. It, yeah, that just seems like uh, deal with it. And Rich, when you said deal with it, then you just did the glasses coming down GIF, if you don't know what that is. Look it up. Yeah, you might have missed the boat on that (laughs) special meme slash GIF or GIF, if you want to call it that. So... Yeah. My gut is I'm pretty unimpressed with your... The lady dealing with the way she sort of said, oh, people just step over the ditch. (laughs) What? No, absolutely not. Brides, you're not... Firstly, a ditch, full stop. But then we're not just like stepping around. It's not like a. I pictured like a slip and slide or something going down. <laughs> this is not on. You've paid money to go to a venue that doesn't require you to step over a ditch. And a lovely deposit of poop. runoff soil down at the end. Oh no, and, this is and not goose on. Poop. And the and the shit everywhere, which is not great. Mm. I do think you've got some really good bargaining tools to say, I would like this fixed. Surely you're not the only bride getting married at that location that might be feeling the same way. I don't know if they have um, some sort of Facebook page, something that you could post just to put it out there. And this doesn't have to be aggressive. It could just be a, hey, I'm hoping to have some feedback. Does anyone else notice there was a ditch and there's lots of shit everywhere? Could you, what solutions do you think the venue could come up with? If you want to pursue it, because obviously the venue had a lot of, you know, appeal to you guys. You booked it. 
Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a nice place. I just think challenging uh, some companies in a way that is approachable but also saying we're not going to take this flimsy excuse for an answer that she gave you on the day can get you ahead. Mm. Rich and I love to complain about things. (laughs) And we're not like super complainers. But if something's wrong, I think we've both got complaining balls. We're reasonable people. Yeah. But we don't... I don't accept bad customer service. No. Especially when we're not to blame. We're We're never to blame. (laughs) God damn it. I had a very long customer service chat uh, on a, a web chat sort of thing the other day with a certain stock photo supplier. Okay. So I pay, as in all the stuff I do... I do it legit with this podcast and I realize with photography, especially for me, it's really important to pay photographers and uh, I all my show pro- promo and production, I use stock photography. You pay for stock photography. I pay photography. for stock photography. And unfortunately, the company that I was purchasing stock photography put up their price fourfold mm. and didn't give me any warning uh, and I was not happy about that. I thought it was very bad customer service having been with them for three years and we had this long discussion and I got a lot of shit from the person <laughs> deal with it deal with it and then I asked to speak to their supervisor <laughs> to which they responded you're just going to get the same answer well that's not going to help <sighs> which I did pursue and I've received a full refund and some credit but I've still left their services have was... you changed stock photo yeah providers? I have because I'm not putting up with their shit but I do think that my reasoning with them about how bad their service was actually got me the refund and also got me some extra perks of being, you know, whatever. So I think, you know, there are certainly times where you've just got to be thoughtful, mindful in your communication, but also quite forward. Yes, forthright. Mm. Yeah. We love rejecting rooms in hotels. Yeah. If you've listened to our other podcast, Significant Other, you would have heard the stories are... that if, you know, we, on numerous occasions we've not been happy with rooms being put in and we've just said to the front desk. I reject this room. <laughs> now, normally that, we, you know, we, we we try that, it doesn't go down very well, and then we say, ah, well, the reason is blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we do give, we're not yeah. complete idiots. <laughs> I reject this room. And just stand and stare. <laughs> and just wait for them to do something about it. But often it results oh, in yeah. an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> We are sounding a little tiffy today. A little tiffy. A little up, uh, uppity. I'm fine with that. Too bad. Deal with it. <laughs> Mallory, thank you for your question. I, I just think you need to be, you know, just in summary, I think you need to go back and just say, look, I wasn't very impressed with the answers. I'm really concerned about the ditch. I'm concerned about the goose poo. It doesn't really... Ditch and goose poo aren't two words I'd like associated with my wedding. So if we could have a discussion about how this could be resolved, I'd really appreciate it. And I think you'd be surprised at, you know, um, how... How far that might go. Yeah. And also, you know, then take it up a notch. Maybe go on to the social media. But don't jump to social media complaining because I think that has less power than it used to. And people sometimes just go, you're a jerk. True. I don't mind a bit of bad tweeting, though. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. How many questions are there? One more. Okay. Were you getting... Are you getting antsy? Oh, I've got to have my nap, mate. You're not having a nap. (laughs) It's not happening. We've got things to do. Oh, fine. No, you can have a nap. (laughs) No, I don't need a nap. You're not having a nap. Roll the question. 
Hey, Alicia. So, first of all, I just wanted to say I love the podcast. Um, I just got engaged under a week ago, and I'm looking for a little bit of advice. This is something I've been having trouble finding on Pinterest and Google and whatever, so I was wondering if you have any ideas for a gift or a craft that I could do with my fiancé, something for my fiancé kind of as my way of giving him something to celebrate the fact that we're engaged. Obviously, he got me the ring, so <laughs> he's done his part, and everyone wants to see it, and it's all exciting and whatever, but I kind of thought it would be nice to get something for him that he can either look at or, like, have for himself as a celebration of us getting engaged, if that makes sense. I don't want it to be too expensive. I would like to maybe craft something, but I don't know. I'm like overwhelmed. I can't think of anything. So I'm sure I can't be the first person who wants to get their fiance an engagement present, right? <laughs> Sorry, this sounds, this is very awkward. Anyways, if you have any ideas, let me know. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Bye. I played this question, dear husband, because you are a man. I'm correct. <laughs> Yes. It's interesting because I Googled after listening to Samantha. That was Bridechilla Samantha, by the way. Sam, possibly. Um, I Googled, you know, gifts for guys, mm. engagement. And there were so many hokey ideas that made me wince. Hip flasks and oh, it's shit like, like that. Who's given people hip flasks? It just reminds me of like serious alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, buddy, we're going to get married and you're going to need a lot of alcohol to get through this. So. It's like a hobo thing to go quick. You need a nip of alcohol at any time. No, I mean, you know, it's just not my scene. But, yeah, hip flasks, people buying expensive items like watches and, um, you know, fine. male jewellery, fine. But that's not what Sam's obviously asking no, us. No, no. But it is interesting because it is, you know, going back to that idea that the man buys the engagement ring and the end. Um, and I totally get your idea to go, you'd like to sort of celebrate and give him something. It's a wonderful idea. I was thinking about art. Oh. If in doubt, buy art. And I know mm. you're saying you, you haven't got heaps of cash and you would maybe want mm. to craft something. Mm. There are quite a few affordable art fairs that happen all over the world. I know they definitely happen in the States, the UK absolutely, and in Australia as well. Um, they've just sort of started to pop up. But an affordable art fair, just Google it. It's a really great event where you can go along and lots of up-and-coming artists um, display their mm. wares. Mm. A lot of art school people and there are some amazing finds and often people turn up and display their art there and turn out to be, you know, superstars. Famous and shit. Exactly. I don't know if that's something that interests you, but I feel like art is something that everyone underestimates as gifts and also, you know, we're often asked about people that don't need wedding, you know, household stuff for wedding gifts. We had a friend who had friends who... Had an art fund. Yeah. Are you all right? Just got to clear my throat. <clears throat> they had an art fund. <laughs> they'd, they'd found a piece of art they really wanted and asked all of us to contribute. And I think they bought it. They did. We've sent it in their home. Yeah. And it's quite nice because they... Love it. It's in their lounge room. They look at it all the time. And whenever we visit, we, you know, say, we bought you that. Yeah. <laughs> Us and a hundred other people. But it's nice because that piece of art, their, their, yes, their yeah, art yeah. is by quite a famous artist. And yeah. you, they said they wouldn't have been able to purchase that art had we all not contributed. No, but also it's, no, no. it's going to become something that's with them 
forever. As until for- they sell it if they need to. <laughs> when they fall on hard times and uh, <laughs> Phil goes back to his drinking ways. Don't say that. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's a really nice option. Or you create a piece of art yourself. Yeah. If I that's mean, your stick. Crafting. What could you craft? I don't know. I think, I mean, without knowing your specific craft yes. skills, it's hard to go in. One thing I did buy for you was, you're right. Um, Sorry, it's just like deafened everyone. Um, one thing I did buy for you was a wallet that I had. Uh, what's that thing called? Uh, em- embossed, yeah. engraved, engraved something. With a silly name. Yes. On it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I no longer have that wallet. Because ah. you bought me another one. <laughs> It's nice save. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marriage. Marriage. Um, what a, I'd, I wouldn't mind like a knitted jumper. I mean, that'd be really? fun. What, I, you mean she would knit a jumper? <laughs> yeah, knit a jumper with her face on it. Okay, I think you've taken it too far. <laughs> I think knitting something's actually quite nice. How about some bean? Like, it's not really the same as an engagement ring, though, is it? Beanies and gloves. No, but because... Like it just doesn't happen. Like you, I, I didn't get an engagement present. So I was, I'd like a puppy. I didn't get a wedding. I, I wouldn't. A, a puppy'd be good. If you're in the puppy zone. Yeah, it's a bit of a couple thing rather than a. But you can you say, know, "Here's you, your you, puppy." Here's your I'm puppy. Too. Um. That's yeah. I look. I even think just the, uh, just the gesture is. Take him for a massage. Yeah. Not a happy ending though. Not one of those dodgy ones, like a proper... Well, dodgy for some, great for others. <laughs> that is true. We don't judge. No, go for your life. So many stories we Just make tell. sure you're in the room while the massage is happening. <laughs> <laughs> or take, take him to a higher echelon massage parlour. Maybe not one with fluoro lights out the front of it. Um, that's a good way to end the podcast. On that bombshell. <laughs> We love hearing from you, our bride chiller community, groom chillers. Gosh, I'd like some more voice messages from blokes. Yeah. We get some emails from guys. I know it's always, you know, like Sam just said, she said, I feel awkward. I don't want you to feel awkward no, leaving not voice at all. messages. We love hearing from you, and it's such a treat to um, have you share your conundrums. And you would be surprised how many we receive and how many people ask very similar questions. So I think we're all in the same boat. And if you enjoy listening to other people's questions, you can be damn sure other people will enjoy listening to your questions. Too right. Too right, mate. Too bloody right. God, it's true. God, could we get any more Australian today? Chuck another bloody shrimp, shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp on the barbie. And the hilarious thing is... I've never said that in my life. We don't use the term shrimp. <laughs> it's a prawn. A shrimp... It's an American term. So it's fake. It's all fake news. So there's another political Yeah, comment. God, he's just cramming them in. He might have been um he might have been kicked out by now. I don't think so. This, we're recording this a week in advance. You never know. Mm, I don't think so. That's a shame. Um look, thank you so much for listening to the show and supporting the show. A big special congrats. To to Nick and Kelly. Nick and Kelly, who are getting married this coming weekend and uh, who sent us a wedding invitation. They sent us. It it was amazing. They said, bloody hell, we don't know you, but come to our wedding. We could not have been more delighted to receive an invitation. And, you know, I often get messages from people going, I'd love you to come to the wedding. But this was our very first 
in the mail. In the mail, wedding invite. And the hilarious thing is we're going to be in America when they're getting married. But we are unfortunately, but fortunately, happy to be attending another event. But um, we're in the, we're in the right country. But we missed, we just missed the boat. So just we wanted to say it, a very special congratulations and thank you for your support and for writing to us. It's so nice. It's lovely. And uh, they've got a nice little thing. They have asked for cookbook contributions. I, I love this. They're starting a family cookbook and would love for us to share some of our favorite recipes with us. Beans on toast coming right up. Uh, so we're going to fill in some recipes. You, you do a lovely mascarpone beef. Should I put that one in? I think you should. It's yeah. It's a really it's a winner winner chicken dinner. Yeah. Okay. Beef dinner. Uh, good one. I think it's a lovely idea too. Uh, asking yeah. guests to contribute, and to then pop that in a book. Fabulous idea. Fabuloso. If you have a question you would like to ask, all you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com and follow the prompts to contact us. You can either record via our SpeakPipe widget or you can simply send me an email and attach an MP3. Three. Not a four. Well, four is a video. You can send me a video. Send a video. Go nuts. Uh, also, we are very happy to be offering you a 25% discount of premium subscriptions, a one-year subscription, which is the best value. It really is. If you want to listen to the back catalogue, which uh, is 300, I nearly said something 300,000. <laughs> Did you nearly mention the one-star review again? Yeah. Let it go. Over 300 episodes. <laughs> Over 300 one-star episodes. <laughs> uh, 300 episodes of the show, jam-packed, full of value, and uh, bridechilliness. Mm. Use the code word... Koala. K-O-A-L-A. The cute bear that snores and is drunk all the time. Stinks of urine, has chlamydia, and is constantly stoned. That is all true. Yes. All those cute little koala bear things. Yeah. What you actually see is a completely off its tits (laughs) bear. Because that has eucalyptus is what they eat. Yeah. And the eucalyptus has some sort of enzyme in it that makes them drunk. Or yeah, just stone high, and that's why they're always high. like, mm-hmm. okay, and they're slow moving, and then they do have a, a fragrance about them that they is have offensive. A urine fragrance, and a lot of them do have chlamydia. Yeah, and but they've got big claws, but they're adorable. And when you do see them, we've been lucky enough to see them in mm. Australia in IRL, IRL in the wild, <laughs> IRW, uh, IR in. I- I-T-W. Fucking hell. Um, it's pretty magnificent because yeah. they're beautiful. And the babies are so adorable I could cry. Don't cry. Koala is the code word. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Richard. Pleasure. It's really nice to share this time with you. And if you have a suggestion uh, of an episode or theme that you would like me or us to cover, get in touch. If you are a potential guest, maybe you're a vendor, Maybe you work for some sort of PR company. I don't know. Get in touch because I'm always open to people pitching uh, new guests, people that you've seen along the way. Until next time, we bid you... Koala. Happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. Telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014. 